Each season, Guys Telling Stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell. My name is Bill Easton. man next to me is Rich Douglas. He's my co-host. We're a couple of guys who love a good story, so join us on our quest to find fascinating people with a good story to tell. This is Guys Telling Stories. Welcome to Guys Telling Stories. How are we doing, Rich? Good. We're talking Aruba, Bill. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's that time of year. You need a vacation. I'm ready to go back. I've been there twice now, Rich. You've been there twice. Mm-hmm. I've been there once, and, and we, we actually went together not too mm-hmm. long ago. That's right. And the more I researched for this episode about spending basically the perfect day in Aruba, the more I realized we got to go back. Yep, I agree. Did I ever tell you the, the story when, I first, uh, when we first got there? Lay it on me. What do you got? We... Uh, you know, we used to looking stuff up on your phones. Everything's on your phones. Like just, you know. So I call down and I make sure that we're going to have phone access in Aruba. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Uh, you're not going to have data, though. You can use your phone. We have a nice plan, uh, but there's no data. I was like, all right. So uh, we get to Aruba. We're in the airport. We're, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of cabs. There's a lot of things to get you where you're going to go. Um, I just figured, let's just get in the cab. Tell them where we're going. No problem. So cab, get the cab. Get in the cab. He goes, where are you going? And I was like, uh, hold on. I go to pull my email up with the address uh, <laughs> and the name of where we're staying. You tried to use data. and Yeah. Yeah, right away. Uh, <laughs> nope. Can't do it. So I can't. <laughs> so we're in We're in it. And I was like, well, uh, I'll figure it out. We're, we're going to Eagle Beach, which is about uh, maybe a 15-minute cab ride from the airport. Okay. And I'm, I'm going through emails. Some of the emails you could still get because they're saved on your phone if you opened it on your phone. I didn't open it on the phone. No. I opened it on the computer, which is in the trunk. You're so, out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going through like text messages. I know I texted people where we're staying um, and those are saved. And finally, I found the name of the place, which is called Oceana. So I tell him and we're like two minutes away at this point. He's like, oh, perfect. So we get there, we pull in and it's uh, there's a guard, a guard station and, and, and stuff. And um, he's like... Uh, Cab pulls in, he's high, and they start t- speaking Dutch or another language. There's a lot of languages down in Aruba. Um, and the cabbie goes, so uh, the, he wants to know what room you're in. And I was like, uh... It's in the email. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> he he basically... Uh, he, he's he's not upset. He's not... There's not... There's no, like, waiting time on these cabs. So it's just... He's just hanging out. He's like, uh, well, we got to figure it out. Is there someone you can call? And I was like, I don't have this guy's number. It was an Airbnb. Okay. So I can't get on the app for Airbnb because I don't have stuff. So, you know, he... <laughs> I tell him I need to get to my computer. He opens the trunk. I pull the computer out. I can't find the email. I can't get online. The He moves a little closer, and I can connect to their public Wi-Fi. Oh. So that's, and, and we stood, we sat in that cab for like 10 minutes. The guard wouldn't let us in until he knew where we were going. So, okay. So the cabbie and all the cab drivers we took, super friendly like that. So the people is what yeah. hit your first. Yeah, yeah. It was my first impression was like, this this guy picked us up. We're wasting his time. He does this for a living, and he's super cool and chill about. And we took care of him, obviously, for awesome. for his time. But he didn't. He didn't complain. Yeah, that's why they probably call it One Happy Island. Yes, huh? One Happy Island. It's you, on their license plate. You see that everywhere. Well, Bill, it sounds like you got a warm welcome once you got there, and the people were great. And we're talking Aruba today, and the idea is to share what would be the perfect day in Aruba. Mm-hmm. But we spent a week there, and now we feel like we got to go back because there was so much we didn't do. You don't have to do anything, Rich. That's I know. the best part. We really enjoyed our stay. We just sat by the pool and looked forward to maybe having a happy hour or going out to dinner. But our guest today did some stuff that we didn't do, and maybe you would want to do, uh, the listeners out there, we if know they her. went to Aruba. Yeah. We know this lady. Well, our first guest is Alana from Lifewell Cruise. And I said first guest, Bill, because uh, the second half of the episode, we're going to be talking to Dave and Lisa from Basic Travel Company. I love surprises. Well, let's dive right in, Bill. Uh, The goals for today are to find out some of the best beaches, Mm -hmm. some of the best attractions, Uh and also some of the best like bars or restaurants if you're looking to grab like a cold drink or a bite to eat. I'm on it. All right. So let's get right to it. Let's talk to Alana. Alana, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Yeah, back. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be back. Thank you for having me. I don't know if you know this. You're our first two-time guest. I was going to do a drum roll, but <laughs> you already said it. I think it's, I, it's, it's a big I'm, deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy to be back. Thank you so much. Sure thing. Happy to have you. 
Well, as you know, we're talking Aruba today, and uh, we're hoping to hear uh, some things about attractions and maybe some of the best beaches, and that might be a good place to start. I know, how many times have you been there um, cruising? I've been there twice. Okay, yeah. I mean, Bill, you've been twice, and I've been once. Right. We've never done it on a cruise, though, and and, and that's important because a lot of people do, and our experience yeah. is, is long-term, um, where Alana's is going to be kind of like, what do you do when you're there for the one day? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, having the perfect day there is going to be something different for for everybody. Uh, An excursion for you that might sound fun uh, may not be something that Bill and I want to do and vice versa. Uh, But let's start with the beaches. Um, Alana, if I had to ask you, um, what's the best beach? Uh, Do you have a preference? Well, I think um, there's a couple of beaches that I think are great. I think Eagle Beach is one, but Palm Beach uh, is one we really like because uh, we do like a little bit of activity when we're in Aruba. So um, that's a beach we really like for that. They connect, I think, at some point. It's a mystery, but I think they actually you, you can walk from Eagle Beach to Palm Beach without in, anything intruding. I heard that, but it's a long walk, it seems. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> And no one knows. There's no line in the sand. <laughs> what about no. you? What about you, Bill? Would you uh, Would you pick one over the other? Eagle Beach is definitely like a little more relaxed um, and quiet. Uh, but Palm Beach is where you start getting into a little more tourists and a little more action. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, we're pool people ourselves, but I would have to say that for us, the best beach really was Eagle Beach. We stayed. Yeah. We stayed at a little condo right there, and we had the pool, but a short walk to Eagle Beach, uh, what we noticed is that there were fewer people mm-hmm. and they seem to have these free huts that you could sit underneath. Oh yeah, that's right. And of course, okay. exactly. If you wanted to rent a chair, there was somebody there like selling them along with an umbrella. If you wanted to be closer to the water, but you know, if you brought your own towel and you just want to lie on a quiet beach, I think I would prefer that because it wasn't very crowded and there, there were cruise ships in port that day. Um, yeah. Well, I've heard that before. Sorry, I had heard that um, even when you're on a cruise, if you want to go to a beach that's a little bit quieter, to definitely choose Eagle Beach. Mm -hmm. Well, we should keep that in mind. Um, If you had to describe um, the environment at Palm Beach and maybe if you have any like fun memories or stories from there, what comes to mind? Um, Yeah, so at Palm Beach, and again, you know, like you mentioned, there's something for everybody. So for us, Um, these days we're traveling with teenagers. So, um, when we went the last time, our son was 17. And so our son and his friend and our friends, um, they really wanted to do like either sea doing, um, or we settled on banana boating. Uh, so we knew that you could rent that there and it was a busier beach. And that's really why we chose, um, to go to Palm beach, uh, itself, Um, so to describe it, um, there are a lot of, um, tall, the tall hotels, luxurious hotels, very busy. Um, but we didn't really mind that, uh, cause that's what we were kind of, uh, intending for the day. We did actually have an experience though on the banana boat that was fun. Um, I don't know if you want me to tell you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, Anyway, anybody who who knows me a little bit knows I'm a bit of a worrier and I don't really love to do things that I think might be dangerous, but I can't stop everybody from doing everything. So we settled on the banana boats and my son and his friend and his friend's girlfriend and our friend Pam, they were all going on the banana boat. They settled it. My husband and I were back at our chairs. We were kind of settling in and my son ran back and he told me, he's like, mom, mom, guess what? I got you a free boat ride. I'm like, oh, I don't really want a free boat ride. Like, no, no, it's great. It's great. It's a free boat ride. And the only thing that you have to do is be the official videographer (laughs) for this banana boat trip, which really didn't appeal to me. But um, in any case, they were like, it's easy. It's easy. It's not a big deal. You're just going to hold the phone up like my iPhone. I'm just going to hold it up while I'm in a moving boat. Um, And then... Like the people on the beach, they were like, they had started to tell me it's a good idea for me to go and to be on the back of the boat because then I could watch to see if anybody falls off and it will be safer. So that kind of convinced me. And so I did go along. And so as I was getting onto the little, the little boat and the guy, the driver was, uh, was super nice. But as I got on, like I was looking for the seatbelt for how I'm going to sit in the boat (laughs) And um, so I said, oh, excuse me, like, where's the seatbelt? And he said, oh, I'm your seatbelt. 
<laughs> no. So, um, yeah, so I sat down and he told me, he showed me, like, just hold on with one hand. And right under the seat, there was a little metal bar. And he showed me how I should use my left hand to hold that and um, to hold in my right hand my iPhone, which had a little strap. And I had uh, everybody yelling at me to just hold the phone higher because we had to make sure that I didn't mess up the video. So, um, anyway, as we started to drive, like, yeah. So the first... uh, few seconds honestly 30 seconds in I realized that I was like close to dying possibly because it occurred to me with all of the very choppy water like you know the way you bounce in a boat oh yeah that me holding on with my one left hand might just not keep me on the boat and then I looked into like just right in front of me which is the back of the boat and the motor and I started to think about the little blades that were there and how if I didn't hold on tight enough maybe I'd fall straight forward and get killed um so in any case when we did review the video back there's some swearing in the first minute and a half so um but the rest of the time it was actually like it was a really fun ride it was longer than I wanted it was like a good 20 minutes which was 10 minutes too long for me um but they had fun um their friend Michelle fell in a couple times, so I was yelling encouraging words to her to hang on. We were coming back, and um, anyway, it was it was fun though, and that's like what memories are about, right? Like these like things that happen while you're on vacation. Well, right, because you picked the more active beach. You were there with your family. <laughs> they know you're a worrier, so you could just yeah. sit and make sure everything's okay. But your son, being the uh, thoughtful young man that he is, <laughs> yes. made sure that you, mom got a free ride. And for, for our listeners, if you want to see a picture, Alana, I hope you don't mind posting it again, no. or we'll share it as well. Um, you look a little worse for the wear at the end of that. At the I end of that boat, right? I don't more than the picture. For sure, for sure. Well, I'll jump in here. One of the best experiences we had there Uh was walking down and taking a look around and seeing all these piers that sort of jut out from the from the sand and one that's coming to mind for me is uh called De Palm Pier and as we walked up and we had our baby in a stroller uh, I think it was uh right around the holidays we were wearing Santa hats we mm, fun. it really was fun. We we realized that uh, we got there at the most perfect moment because at the end of the pier, I would recommend checking this out. There is a restaurant slash bar called the Bugalo Beach Bar and Grill, and I'll say that huh? again: Bugalo Beach Bar and Grill. And we got there right at happy hour, and all of a sudden, the wait staff and the bartenders sort of put on some some costumes and the type of things you would wear if you were singing karaoke, maybe a funny hat or maybe like a like a lay if they and they started to sing and they're actually really really good singers and performers. So we have our baby in our arms, our Santa hats on our heads and we're sipping on these cold drinks at the end of a pier. It's just the most beautiful scenery you could imagine. And all of a sudden, like I said, the bartender that just served you a drink is now rapping a verse <laughs> to so fun. yeah in the middle of i think it was a madonna song like a prayer and then meanwhile <laughs> when he's done uh when he's done rapping a verse the 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 other waitresses come right back in and they start singing and clapping like a prayer and that environment was one that we wanted to stay for the next couple of hours so uh, i'm sure they do uh, happy hour specials and the food was actually pretty good bill i don't know if you remember we went back for breakfast a couple days mm-hmm. later Yes, we did. So if you if you like some action and 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 you, you you are there or looking for a place where it might be lively and there's good music, I would I would recommend that um, if you're checking out um, if you're checking out Palm Beach. Cool. That's yeah. a good move. I actually just wrote a note about it, and I'll add that even to um, I have a blog post about Aruba, just a few things about it, um, but I'll add that in there. That's a great uh, that's a great story. You know, speaking of um, De Palm, I know there is something called De Palm Island. And again, Bill and I have only heard about it from friends. Do you know anything where you could, you know, help our listeners know if it's worthwhile to check out? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I haven't actually been there myself, but I do have some friends that, uh, that did go. They were on the same cruise as us and their children were a little bit younger and they were looking for really something to do. Um, with their kids, something that was all-inclusive. Because sometimes when you're on a cruise and you go to the beach and you start to buy everything separate, it does really add up. Um, So they wanted something all together, and this really appealed to them. 
Um, it was all-inclusive food, beverages, snorkeling, snorkeling equipment, banana boat rides, um, water slides. I say for families with young children, even though people could do it if they're couples, but just because if you take a look at it, the water slides aren't huge water slides. They're sort of small water slides. So I think if you had kids that were anywhere between 3 and 12 or 13, I think that would probably be like the age that everybody would really, really have a good time. If they were older than that, maybe they'd like something that was a little bit more active. But um, a shallow, uh, shallow beach. So I think it's a really great place uh, to go if you're looking to spend the day uh, when you're in Aruba, whether it's like you're there for a week or if you do a cruise uh, port day. Yeah, it might be a worthwhile excursion, especially if you've already, for example, maybe checked out some of the other sites or you've already done a tour and you're coming back for a second or third time. So I'm going to kick it over to you, Bill. Is there any sort of sites or attractions or places that you want to recommend because you just have uh, enjoyed when you were there personally? Everything about Aruba is 100% (laughs) relaxing. No, I'm serious. I wasn't trying to be funny. It is just... uh, it is a type of place where you don't feel any pressure to do anything. There aren't um, there aren't people that come up to you and try to sell you beach towels or 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 things that they made. It's just whatever you want it to be, you can make it. They have that, like you said, you have your banana boat, your crazy boat. They have catamarans. They have sailboats. You can rent boats there for yourself. You can go fishing. Um, you can kind of make it whatever you want, and and all the experiences are are great because there's there's no pressure. I I, I do yeah. know now if I want to go on the banana boat to, uh, I'm going to bring my own little uh, camera, your own camera, and I'm just going <laughs> to hold out so I get the free ride. Um, you know, it might be a, a good way to get yeah. a buy one get one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, Rich mentioned happy hour at that uh, at that bugaloo and. Uh, you know, that's what I was into. I, I started liking the happy hours. Now, happy hour in Aruba is a little different than happy hour here. They, they're like really an hour long. So when you do happy hour, sometimes you only have an hour to enjoy your, your drinks. But that uh, that didn't stop it at, at a few places for longer. Well, let's talk about a few of those places. Because I know uh, for people like us who were staying more than one day, we were trying to seek out if there were any deals. You know, we don't necessarily don't want to go to a place that is, you know, quote unquote, a tourist trap. Oh, but, yeah. But we are looking for a place that gets good reviews and maybe has like a... You know, like a like a buy one get one or oh, a half off. Oh, I got that. That is Horizons at Amsterdam Manor. What's the name of your Horizons? Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, it hit, it gets it's a perfect rated uh, bar, which is hard to find. You can't you don't find five bars on Google ever. Five stars. So <laughs> five stars. This is it's called Horizons. It is inside Amsterdam Manor. The bar is located right above the pool. You can look over right onto the beach because you're up high. Um, Peter is the bartender. Remember Peter? He was great. So the first time me and me and Don went to Aruba without without you guys, we found this bar and we went there and it was our first night and it ended up just being happy hour, which was awesome. And he made us a bunch of different cool drinks. Everybody loves this guy. And then we're sitting at the bar and we're watching. Um, he has music playing on one TV and he has something else on the other. And we asked him like, we're gonna we're gonna find a nice Italian restaurant. Where should we go? He he stops everything that he's doing. He goes to the TV, he turns off the whatever we're watching, has his computer up, puts Google Maps on, and he basically is showing us on the TV behind the bar and oh. instructing us on how to get there, what to do, what it's called. Here's the menu, pulls up the menu. Do you like I mean it was it was incredible. So that's my recommendation is is one they have great drinks, they have two happy hours. That's right. Like an early and a late they have an early or? and a late happy hour. Uh, first one is at five, five to six, and then nine to ten. So what we did, we go to happy hour, then we'd go eat, and then we go back for happy. Hour. <laughs> it sounds like that you- sounds like a perfect uh-huh. night. Oh yeah. <laughs> Two for one, everything. Exactly. I mean, if you if you're looking for a place, I I know that they they made craft cocktails and mm-hmm. and the prices were affordable, especially when they're buy one get one. Yep. Fresh ingredients. He muddles everything in front of you: jalapenos, cucumbers, orange, whatever it is. It's all it's all oh. fresh. It's amazing. And I will say that we went with you, Bill, uh, on our recent trip. Mm-hmm. And um, the interesting thing about Horizons is that it is up. Just one flight of stairs, um, open air. So you are basically on a second level, mm-hmm. almost like a rooftop, overlooking a pool and overlooking the beach. So 
whether you're there for sunset or whether you're just there for you know a cocktail, you're sitting out with the breeze in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking down at the cars and the people passing by. You can see the water. It really is. Uh, it really is a good place to check out if you you're sh- looking for one. You should tell everyone about that restaurant where you got your Christmas picture taken. Yeah, you know what? I will, uh, Alana. I want to ask you if you have any fun places, but I'll go first. Um, yeah, I want to hear. We. We're looking for a, a bite to eat, and we had our, our we had our son with us, and we had to go to somewhat of a like a little bit of an earlier dinner, maybe right after happy hour. <laughs> and there was a, <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> there was this uh, rooftop Italian place. And I know when you think of Aruba, you don't think of Italian necessarily, but everyone has their own preferences. So this one, I'm going to recommend. And, very, it was very good. And the name of the place was Azzurro Ristorante Italiano. Now, that was my best Italian right there. I'll say Perfect, that again. Azzurro Ristorante Italiano. Yeah. <laughs> so this is probably the premier place that we can recommend if you're able to be there when the sun is setting. For us, we were able to go up there. And I think, Bill, I'm, I know we're talking about, a lot about happy hours. I think oh, it was yeah. still happy hour there. Oh, it might have been, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, So it was buy one, get one or whatever. But we were ready to have a nice big dinner with appetizers and bread. And, and um, the pictures, literally are all over our home right now from that restaurant of us holding our son up and taking a picture of the island, taking a picture of the beach, taking a picture of the horizon. And literally, you get the island, the beach, the horizon all in one shot. My mom wants a picture for her birthday. Uh, I showed her a picture on the phone. She goes, I want you to blow that up for my birthday present and put it (laughs) in a frame. I was like, oh, okay. I'll post that one. And Alana, I'll share this with you and everybody else. Um, when we were yeah. down in uh, Key West for this bike trip we took last year, my wife she splurged a little bit, and she she never she never buys you know anything like this. She bought these um, Hawaiian shirts for me and my son, and she bought a dress matching for her in the same pattern. So okay. I didn't know she brought these on the trip. She busted them out right before we went to this dinner, and uh, and so the picture is is not only beautiful, and everybody should you know take one. It it it's of us all wearing like matching shirts and stuff so uh you get a few moments like that where you can remember that picture in your mind for the rest of your life and uh, and this place is one of them yeah that, yeah. that sounds super nice wow what about you um i know you were probably uh what time do cruise ships leave usually is it like 9 p.m 11 p.m is it uh do you get the opportunity to maybe grab a bite or a drink before they before they head off well it depends sometimes they leave as early as like five or six o'clock but I have noticed over the last couple of years, a lot of the cruise lines are um, starting to add those longer days. So sometimes 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock p.m. And uh, on the cruise that we were just on, we were in Aruba, I think, until 9 or 10. So certainly late in the evening, enough to be able to stay out like until sunset and that kind of, um, that kind of thing, which I think is great. This way, yeah, people can experience um, the islands a little bit into the evening rather than getting uh, getting onto the ship like at five or six o'clock. Um, when we were actually in Aruba and we were in, okay, I'm going to mispronounce this. So I think of it as orange stat, but I did actually Google this. And it's Oranjestad, I think, uh, the pronunciation of that town. So um, when we were there, we actually stopped at a little place called the Paddock, which is right, um, right near the cruise ship on the main road, and it's right next to the um, that little flea market. I don't remember the name of the flea market. I apologize. Um, but it's right next to the flea market, uh, Wharfside Flea Market. That's what it's called. And... Um, but the bar is just really eclectic looking. It's Dutch and it also has sort of like Dutch food as well as American food and really good drinks and um, and beer and that kind of thing. But it's the view. It just, um, it's got this amazing view right on the ship and you're just on a very simple wharf. Um, but we were able to sit and like see the beginning of a sunset there and it was just really, really beautiful. Um, it is really kind of eclectic. The entire interior is covered with a combination of license plates and dollar bills. Um, but, you know, everybody was really, uh, really friendly and it had a fun vibe. And uh, so we really enjoyed it there. And it's called The Paddock. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting place. I know Bill's pulling up some of the pictures right now, and it looks like they have food specials, they have drink specials. But well, you can eat ribs Wednesday after 5. <laughs> if you're there $15. On a, if you're there on a Wednesday, yeah. Yes, and people say the ribs are really good. We didn't have the ribs, but, um, but we've heard that they're good. 
Well, if if uh, if you're trying to make this perfect day in Aruba happen, we're giving you lots of options. Everything from some of the options for the best beaches, some of the sites. Uh, I know we left a few out, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and also some of the restaurants and bars. Well, Bill, I know there's uh, there's more to do on Aruba than than we did, and Alana, of course, there's uh, more to do than you can do in one day. Uh, Absolutely. But thank you so much for coming back on the show. First time, uh, first time we had the two guests. Two guests. We don't get a oh that's five when you become a five guester yeah we'll, we'll send like you a Saturday special jacket yeah you a- <laughs> oh okay. so you got a couple more times on the show before that can you remind people Alana if they want to check out some of your blog posts about Aruba or some of the other places that you've been where's the best place to send them um, they can come and visit me on my blog it's called lifewellcruised.com. Um, and then also I'd love it if anybody wants to come and join me over on Facebook, I've got a little community over there. Uh, that's also at life while cruised. And of course I'm on Instagram. So, um, people can connect with me there. Great. Thank you, Alana. Yeah. Thanks so much for talking thank about you. Aruba. Yeah. Oh, and thank you so much. Ah, uh, Bill Aruba. Aruba's good. Yeah. She's good. She's yeah. a good guest. Alana, thank you so much for helping us talk a little bit about Aruba. But Bill, I feel like we still left a little meat on the bone. There's a little bit left a little bit left to talk about. We can call her again. <laughs> well, let's call our second guest. We have Dave and Lisa from Basic Travel Couple. Ooh, and that's right, the surprise. Yeah, I, I know you love surprises. And these two did everything on Aruba that we did not even talk about yet. Okay, good. I'm talking um, fl- that famous Flamingo Beach. Oh, yeah. The natural pool. Mm. Um, the, the Jeep ride. Yeah. The, or excuse me, the uh, four by four. It could be a UTV, a Jeep. Just going to that other side of the island and, and taking those pictures and those videos. And, uh, and of course, Flamingo Beach and, and uh, taking those pictures yep. and seeing those animals. I mean, is that on your radar? Is that something you want to do? Well, I almost, uh, we almost did it. I, I thought know. I rented a Jeep. Uh, it did. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened actually. Well, you know what I want to find out is if if it's for everybody. Um, you know how yeah, do you, how too. do you if you're only there for a day or, or you only have a couple of days? How do you get on Flamingo Beach? And I also want to ask a little a couple of questions about the about the four by four tour because from the videos I've seen, you you get like kind of dirty. I'm wondering if it's safe. Can you bring kids? We we got to ask them all of that. Sounds good. If you don't mind, I'm going to take this one on my own. <laughs> Go for it because <laughs> I know you got a conference call. I do. All right, so let's get to it. Let's talk Aruba with Dave and Lisa. Lisa and Dave, thanks so much for joining us uh, on God's Telling Stories. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Glad to be here. We're excited to talk about Aruba, but before we get too far into it, can you guys just tell us a little bit about your blog, the name of your site? You know, what are you guys all about? Sure. Uh, we're a basic travel couple. We're a travel hacking blog. Yeah, we work really hard to find people the best deals using travel points and researching all the different flight strategies to, to really save the most money and have the best experience while traveling to different places all throughout the world. Yeah, I found you guys when I was trying to do some online research about Aruba and the best like sites, attractions, tours to go on. And it sounds like you have more stories than we have time for today. Um, so where should people go to check out a little bit more about some of your travels and some of your travel hacking tips? They can go to our blog page. It's basictravelcouple.com. Um, we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Our um, Facebook is a Facebook group, Basic Travel Tips. Um, and that's, if they search Facebook for Basic Travel Couple, it links it through there also. Well, great. So be sure to check them out. But um, let's dive right into it, guys. You visited that famous Flamingo Beach. And when we were down there, we had our newborn son. And we just didn't have the time or, I guess, the energy or the, the forethought <laughs> to, to make that a reality. So Lisa or Dave, whoever wants to take this first one, um, how'd you guys manage to swing actually staying there? Yeah, so we stayed at the famous Marriott Renaissance in downtown Aruba. Um, the t- ticket price there per night can range from like 250 to $500. Mm-hmm. However, if you use points, it's 35,000 points per night. And Marriott has this great deal. If you book four nights using points, you get a fifth night for free. So that really lowers the overall point cost for a five-night stay there. So um, with taxes, I think it worked out to be around $11.50 for five nights. Yeah, that's, was insane. <laughs> that's crazy because what I saw was if like we wanted to go for the day when we were down there, 
and it was something like going to be over $100 per person. We had to take a mm-hmm. ferry to get to the island. And then there might have even been a chance that we didn't get tickets to actually go and walk the beach and you know yeah. take these amazing pictures. So so you guys were able to to stay there using points and then and then have what is it unlimited access to the whole yep. resort? Yeah, basically you have to have a key your hotel key card you have to have to get onto the boat. So there's a boat taxi that comes every 15 minutes and it's about a 15 minute ride, 10 15 minute to the private island. Um Renaissance is the only hotel that, or that has access to it. So the boats come pretty often. If you don't, ha- if you're not staying there, um, you're right. It's a $99 a person. You have to line up at seven. People line up at like 6 a.m. Tickets go on sale at like 7, 7.30. Um, and they only sell tickets if the hotel is at 80% capacity or less. So we went during spring break, which is a super popular time. And the entire time we were there, they didn't sell any day passes. Okay. So yeah, if we would have been down there at the same time, we would have been out of luck. But yeah, definitely. I know know some people might plan their trip around being able to access the beach or just take those pictures because that's what you Mm -hmm. see online when you, you know, search Aruba, they look good on all the social media. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what did, what did it actually look like? Like, does it look as good as the pictures or does reality like not live up to it? What, you know, in your own Mm. words, what does it look like? Uh, (laughs) You know, how would you describe it? Well, it's kind of funny. So we get off the plane after traveling all morning. We get to Aruba, and our room's not ready. So we're like, all right, we're going to the beach. So we, we right. change in the bathroom. We go, we hop on the boat, get over there as soon as possible. And so you get off the dock, and you walk up um, a little stairway. And there's two ways you can go. To the right is Flamingo Beach, and to the left is Iguana Beach. And a fl- Flamingo Beach is supposed to be adults only during the day, and Iguana Beach is for families and children on the left so we're like of course we're going to the flamingo beach right. we head right over there as soon as possible and there's no flamingos in sight we're like what <laughs> the heck is going on yeah did and you like, take a wrong turn or what <laughs> seriously so we're looking everywhere and we're just like do we miss them like is this a scam like where are these flamingos we spent Maybe 15, 20 minutes, there's a, like a nature trail that's on that side of the beach. Mm-hmm. We walked through the whole trail, didn't, still didn't see any flamingos. We saw a lot of iguanas. And we're like, all right, I guess we'll go over to the other side, the family beach, and just grab a, a bite to eat. Mm-hmm. So we turn, make the turn to the family beach, and there they, are, there they all are, these, these beautiful pink flamingos just spread out. And it was cool. It was, it was really cool. So I... um. I think Lisa ran over to them, and I'm like, hey, we got to get some food for these guys. Yep. So I, like, hustled back to the dock, and they have the quarter machines that you might find out, uh, like, a fair or a zoo for 25 cents to get food for the flamingos. So I filled up a cup and ran back, and we fed them on the beach. It was really awesome. Got some great photos. Absolutely. It's so beautiful. I mean, it usually when you go to some place like that, you expect it to be super crowded and really overwhelming, but they... They have two two different beaches, really, for people to hang out, like Dave was saying, and they have plenty of chairs for everyone to hang out. So it's it's really a super relaxed kind of atmosphere, and the water is crystal clear, super beautiful. Um, they have uh, the different cabanas that you could run out to if you really wanted to, different bars on the islands and everything. So there's, there's a lot to do. Um, they have a, like a baby beach where... The baby flamingos are kind of uh, like stowed away, and I, apparently they hold different like wedding ceremonies over there and other other um, private events. But you can walk over there too and feed those guys. They have a couple different nature trails. A lot of like not just the classic beach chairs, but they have hammocks. They've got lounge chairs. They've got. Um, over the water chairs. Like. Um, one of my favorite things that we actually didn't even mention is it's right by the airport and you could watch airplanes land, which is so cool. There's a like a hammock and couches that are on the one facing, I guess, the airport where they land. And that's cool to just kind of watch them overhead to land. Yeah, I like watching airplanes, so. <laughs> no, it reminds me of uh, St. Martin. I don't know if you guys have been there, but I got no. 
We'll put it on your list. Uh, we got engaged there, my wife and I, and there's a, a famous beach uh, that where I th- where the airplanes like land and take off. Yeah. So, so you'll ha- you'll have to check that out. But um, back to the Flamingo Beach, it really does sound like there's more to see and do than just take a couple of pictures with the flamingos. Kind of sounds like you could spend all day there. Oh, um, absolutely. Any recommendations for someone that doesn't have you know uh, access to the hotel like you guys did, meaning they're just coming in for the day? Because I've heard that sometimes the day passes are hit or miss or it could cost over a hundred dollars um did you guys hear about any like i don't know secret ways to get in or do you have any tips for somebody just coming for the day yeah i think the best kind of tips or advice i would have is try to travel on low season um so when hotels aren't really that booked and it's cheaper prices that would that's going to be your low season is number one number two is that you should check at 7.30 a.m. is when you could try to get the day passes, but if the hotel is over 80% capacity, you won't be able to get one. So you can book a, um, a, a massage on the island. I, th- I think it's pretty expensive. I want to say it's like two or $300, but that gives you a day's pass onto the island. It might include a drink and a food. I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that, but I would say getting a massage will get you that day pass and also... Booking on Wednesday nights, they have a dinner under the st- under the stars, and that is, you know, a private group of people that they take over around six thirty p.m. They start you off with a welcome drink, and then they take you over to the island, and it's just whoever paid for this dinner under the stars. It's like sixty five dollars a person, and it includes four course dinner. So yeah. that was that was really cool. It's really different to be on this private island. It was pretty quiet. They had some really nice music playing in the background. We could actually see the flamingos in the water, but they were far out. So we couldn't really take pictures with them unless we wanted to get in the water, which we were dressed up. So that wasn't happening. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely sounds like it's something that people should make an effort to see, especially if they're going to Aruba and maybe Mm -hmm. they've been there before and they just haven't had a chance to, uh, to, to get there. So I guess the hype is real. The pictures are as good as they look. And, uh, and I don't know. It's something we're going to have to try the next time we're there for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I also noticed that you guys uh, had a, an adventure, to say the least. And, and we, again, didn't get a chance to do like a 4 by 4 tour or rent a Jeep. You guys did a, a UTV adventure. I saw you had these like crazy goggles and like this uh, like insane handkerchief covering your mouth. I wanted to hear about that because uh, a lot of people were wondering if that's something that they should tackle, if it's safe. Um, do, you, do you get to see all the sites? What sites do you see? So whoever wants to take that one, what's, uh, what's the deal with those 4 by 4 tours yeah they are awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's definitely a great time i uh i mean anything with four wheels and you're just cruising through the desert and you know on a tropical island it just sounds like a a dream right like that's what i envision an event like a true adventure being like so when i heard that they did this in rupa i was completely hooked i'm like we got to book this lisa like how do we do this so she found around Aruba tours and they gave us a great deal. It was like $180 for a half day guided tour. And we went all over the islands. It was really awesome. We started at the very first start. So they pick us up at the airport bright early and took us to Phillips Animal Garden. And this place is unique. Uh, Lisa really loves ostriches. She got, <laughs> she got up and close and personal with, uh, with a few. My obsession with ostriches started when dude wears my dude wears my car, you know, back in high school. Me and my friend watched it so many times and like studied ostriches. And this was the first time I was like up close and personal with one. But they give you food so you can actually feed them. And if you've never fed an ostrich, like it's something you just have to do. They like it doesn't hurt, but they just like peck at you, and it's 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 cool. Um, I don't know if you know. Aruba actually has an ostrich farm too that you can visit, but I know it costs money and we were actually going to do that, but I didn't realize where we were going had ostriches there. So we were just able to kind of knock them both out at one point. Yeah, we did hear about that, and especially like having like kids until we were like, oh, maybe we'll go to like an ostrich farm. But mm-hmm. again, it was kind of on the other side of the island, and right. and uh, I think w- if we went that far, I wanted to keep going to see right. like what else was there and keep exploring. So yeah, so that was your first stop in like a handful of them. What was next? 
So after that, we um, we got to pick out our car, so our UTV, and we had tons of choices. So it was almost like like a UTV gang. There was maybe <laughs> fifteen of us, and we all hopped in. Those families of four that had the four seaters, and then you know Lisa and I picked a nice two seater. We had it off on a like a nice nice start to a. Um, where did we go? We went to a... I think it was the first Catholic church in Aruba. Yes. Yeah. The Vista Chapel. Alto it, Vista. And that was um, dated back to 1750. It was really cool, really unique place to visit. And um, we shot some great photos there. I thought that was like a nice kind of warm up to get the day started on the UTV because it was just flat terrain. We kind of you know went around the Aruba roads to um, not that far, maybe like a five, 10 minute drive from the mm-hmm. Animal Garden. Um, after that, then we hopped back onto the UTVs and we did a little desert driving, kicked up the, the dust in the sand and that's when things got real. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I've, uh, I've seen pictures of people covered in dust, dirt. Um, uh, I've heard people getting flat tires, getting stuck. I mean, Oh my God, someone's tire fell off (laughs) behind them and someone's tire literally (laughs) just fell off. And I think we recorded it. Dave was actually taking a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Not slow motion, but when you speed it up, time lapse. Okay. Time lapse. So yeah. we actually had it on time lapse, which is actually, I totally forgot that happened. But yeah, this, and they kept driving on it. They didn't even realize that their tire fell off. So that was, that was funny. Well, can you describe what is the terrain like once it starts to get like a little off road, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just, it's, um, at first it's just kind of, uh, almost like driving across a beach, just sand and, um, rocks, <laughs> a couple of rocks here and there, <laughs> but it starts off really slow and gradual, you know, so you go through the, the sand and you're definitely, you get covered for sure. Like it kicks up and it's, I'm really glad that we had purchased the, the goggles. So they, they charge $15 for a pair of goggles at, uh, around Aruba Tours. I know that Lisa found some deals afterwards that we wish we would have bought them ahead of time for, you know, way cheaper on like Amazon. But we're, I'm glad that we did buy the goggles because I, I can't even imagine how much sand would have been in my eyes driving around. So we, um, after the church, we headed over to the baby bridge and the natural bridge. The, um, it's actually the site of the natural bridge. The natural bridge was destroyed in 2005, but it used to be like a huge tourist stop where um, people would do cliff diving and and um, kind of just take in the landscape. It's super unique over there. It's like nothing that I've ever seen before. So we shot some great photos of the, the baby bridge. We went on top of it and, and walked around and took in the water. Um, after that, the, the third stop was to the Busha Bana Runes, which is an old gold mill that was used by the Dutch in the 19th century. It was really historic. And it was almost like a like an old castle, kind of just placed in the middle of a beach or something. <laughs> it was super random, but uh, but we loved checking that out. And we had about like fifteen twenty minutes to explore. They also had a food truck there randomly, so if you wanted to get like a taco or something. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the only bathroom on the whole stop. So if you had to use the bathroom, that was the place to go. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm curious for, uh, let's say you're traveling with different generations. You've got, I don't know, younger kids, maybe, you know, some grandparents. Like, um, is there an ideal age or was there an age range you might recommend this type of uh, excursion or adventure for? Um, that's a great question. I feel like we had in our group some children. You know, of course, you have to be, I think you have to be 18 and older with a driver's license to, to rent the UTV or to drive it. But um, I'd say if you have any sort of like physical disability, like some of the bumps are definitely tough, and mm-hmm. and I I could see somebody like I don't know like messing up a shoulder or their back or something on one of these if if they're prone to injury or healing from an injury like a recent surgery or something like that. Um, but yeah, I do like age rage. I say if you're healthy, maybe. I would say probably five. There was probably like little kids around that age. I don't know how much younger you would want to go, five, six. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess it really depends on your like athletic abilities. If you're in pretty good in shape, like I've seen people that are in their 70s and they look like they're in their 40s, they could handle it. So I wouldn't really put an age limit on it. 
Um, I think it's really, if you're adventurous and daring enough to do it, there was definitely older couples on there, um, that I, they, they just went at their own pace, you know, they drove a little bit slower, Mm -hmm. but, um, I would say five is probably the youngest I would, four or five, four, I don't know, four might be too young, but. Yeah, I don't know if there's like an age, I, I guess if, if you have the four-seater and, you know, you have an adult holding on to a child and they're holding on, I, I would assume that you could, you could probably go as young as a newborn. But no, I, I would not take a newborn. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do have seatbelts, um, they have seatbelts, which we wore every time we were on there, so. True. Yeah, we did wear our it belts. is you're strapped in, so it's not like I ever felt like we were ever going to fall off or anything. So up until that point, it was, I would say, like ninety percent of driving around was super safe. Like if we're going to talk about safety, um, before you get to the actual the start of going into the national park to head towards the the natural pool, it was completely safe. Like it's it's pretty casual driving, I'd say, like nothing too crazy. But for sure, like hold on tight when you go into the national park and you start heading towards that natural pool, because that's when the the uphill and the downhill slopes begin, and you are you have to hold on because it's it's a rough terrain. There's mm-hmm. huge rocks, and you're just you're just like forced right into them and and jumping rocks and getting thrown all over the place. And it's super windy too. So it, I think it would have it might have been a little hard had we not been on a guided tour to find. I mean, I didn't really see a path, but I wasn't really driving. I was trying to take pictures and videos and stuff. But I don't know if I would have wanted to drive it alone. But maybe that's just me. Um, I, I think people did it on the tour. We saw jeeps there and UTVs, and that's the only way I think you can get to the natural pools. So. It's definitely a cool experience, and it was really awesome to see the the pools. Unfortunately, we weren't we didn't go in because it was super. The tide was really crazy, and it was super strong, so it wasn't safe for us to go in. So we listened to our guide and you know followed his recommendation to not go in. But I think it was just kind of an off time for when we went. Most of the time, people are able to swim in there, um, but it was still a really cool spot to see. I was curious if you're there for a day and you're looking to like have the time of your life, uh, what do you look like afterwards with all these bumps and roads and dust and, you know, multiple terrains? Like, can I just go take off my goggles and run to happy hour or? You could, but (laughs) you'd probably look like a raccoon. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. My baby blue shirt is now brown. Okay. Still. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah. The stains will not come off. I don't know. I think I'm just doing my laundry wrong. I might need some help from Lisa. <laughs> it's also I was pretty sunburned because I put sunscreen on my like on my shoulders expecting that to be where you would get burned, but I never really put it on like my lower arms and my even my hands were burned. So luckily I had a long sleeve shirt, like a cardigan that I brought with me that I wore after a while because after driving, we act, after the 4 hours we we the guided tour, we went around by ourselves. And I definitely wore that cardigan the rest of the day to avoid getting any more sunburn. But I would say definitely use your sunscreen. Make sure you get goggles ahead of time, and they'll give you the handkerchief. So, Yeah, the handkerchief's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice touch. <laughs> nice souvenir. All right. Well, it, we've talked about the Flamingo Beach, the UTV tours, and I know you guys did a ton of other things. This might be a tough question to answer, but if you had to pick like a, like a fun restaurant or bar to maybe wind the day down, um, does, does anything come to mind? Mm, there were a lot of choices, a lot of good restaurants. I feel like Aruba is known for beautiful sunsets and really, really good seafood. Um, I think our favorite was definitely the flying fishbone and that might be one of the most unique restaurants that I think I've ever eaten at. The, the, the best part about it is so you get there and you walk down the beach through the restaurant down the beach. And if you call ahead of time, make a reservation, you can actually secure one of the seats that are in the water. Oh, so Next to the table, you'll find a coat rack, but it's not for coats. It's actually for your sandals. So you hang your sandals up, and then you you know sit down at the table, put your feet in the water, and 
and enjoy like a, a great seafood dinner watching the sunset. It's just super cool and unique. And I, I, I've never felt experienced anything like that before. Yeah. And the food was really awesome. They had a unicorn fish, which is something I didn't even know existed, but of course I got that and it was <laughs> delicious. Oh yeah. And, um, the best dessert ever that we love so much is, oh, uh, what is it called? The, what they set on fire? Baked Alaska. Baked Alaska. Mm-hmm. So good. It's mm-hmm. delicious. Oh yeah. So uh, one more time, what was the name of this place where you sit in the water? Flying Fishbone. Okay. All right. Yeah, so maybe put it on, on your list to check out uh, because I, I've never eaten in the water. I've done the luau thing at maybe like in, in Hawaii or something, mm-hmm. but to take the sandals off and hang them up, um, that sounds like a, like a pretty good thing. Well, guys, um, thanks so much for talking about Aruba. It sounds like you probably have more stories and we just don't have enough time today to hear all of them. Um, so if people want to check out a little bit more about you and Aruba and some of your other travel guides and travel hacking tips, again, one more time, where's the best place to, uh, to send them? You can find us at basictravelcouple.com or on Instagram, basictravelcouple. And our really favorite place to find us is that in our private Facebook group, Basic Travel 101, Points, Miles, and More. And that's our our private community that is open to anybody that wants to join. Awesome. Well, uh, Lisa and Dave, thanks so much for talking to Ruba with us. Thank you so much for having well, us. We you. really look forward to talk to you again sometime, Rich. Sounds Appreciate good. it. Uh, there it is, Bill. Perfect day in Aruba. You take your pick. What did I miss? Uh, well, they told us all about... <laughs> I rushed right back. Everything uh, from the amazing Flamingo Beach. I cool. want to go, and it sounds like it really is a good time. Uh, but in terms of that 4 by 4 ride, uh, mm-hmm. it might be a UTV instead of Jeep. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, go with a tour guide and uh, and be prepared to get a little dirty. Maybe bring your own goggles. <laughs> BYOG. You know, Uh Oh, but thank you to both of our guests. We had Alana from Lifewall Cruise. Be sure to check out her blog posts and her travel guides uh, at lifewallcruise.com. And Dave and Lisa from Basic Travel Couple. Again, you guys are awesome. I'd love to have you back on the show, uh, just like Alana, to uh, hear more about your travels and some of those uh, amazing travel hacking tips, too. So, Bill, I got to ask, when's our next uh, Aruba trip? Uh, Friday. <laughs> uh, too soon, too soon. But uh, I think maybe around the holidays again for us. And uh, this time around, we'll plan some of the excursions. All right. Sounds great. All right. Well, guys, be sure if you have a place you want us to cover, like Aruba, send it our way on our Suggest a Story page. That is found right on our website at guystellingstories.com. And if you haven't subscribed already, please do so and share this episode uh, with friends who maybe are interested in uh, taking a trip to Aruba. All right, Bill. As always, I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. Till next time. <laughs>